Buddha, are we live? Hey, Fat Mac, we are here live on episode one of This Is Not Financial Advice, the podcast, stories of profit and loss, mostly losses. But uh, hey, man, it's uh, good to be here with you, dude. And uh, let's kick this thing off. I know my uh, IRA has taken a freaking beating this past quarter. But I'm mm. a dumb broke poor and was never gonna make it anyways. Um, so <laughs> it'll buff uh, out, man. What's that? It'll buff out. Yeah, we'll see about that. But um, you know, I'm sure you're uh, you know you've lost a lot more than I have, but you're already rich, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyways, dude, um, that brings us kind of to our first story here um, of. Uh, off of Reddit, it looks like Black Monday. Uh, Biden says monkeypox cases are something to be concerned about. And um, I guess monkeypox is a new thing. So, uh, you know, this is just freaking more fire or more uh, gas on the fire, dude. What do you think? Dude, so I did not believe or know that this was a real thing. Like, did you just hear about this in the last few days? I mean, people are talking about monkeypox online. Some buddies texted me, and I was like, well, what? This has got to be like a meme joke, right? Have you been hearing about this? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I hope it's I hope it's just a meme joke. Uh, apparently, you know, this is freaking rooters. So we'll see what the hell monkeypox is. I had chicken pox as a kid. So, um, you know, if we're like going animal kingdom, like, I don't know. Chickens are like kind of just as scary, if not more scary than monkeys. So I think, you know, (laughs) by that standard, I think we'll be all right. It's like real pox though. Like it looks pretty nasty, but back, back to, back to the point though. Do you remember from like 2000, I don't know, 12 until 2018, if the president said anything, it like the markets went up. Like it was just, there was this weird period in, in time where Donald Trump would just say something and the stocks, the stock would bump up half a percent or a full percent. And then you'd get Larry Kudlow on CNBC and he'd come out and like wave the American flag and stocks would rally that day too. It was just incessant. There was like three or four years of that. Like if, if either one of those guys came out, CNBC called a rally and the market went up. And now we've got Joe Biden just crushing markets for the last like 12 months. Like if he opens his mouth and blabbers anything, including something about freaking monkeypox, we just get annihilated. I just checked. I just brought up the futures on this. We're gonna be down tomorrow easily. It's Sunday. We're gonna be down in the hole tomorrow. Really? All this what does uh, that? Down about point seven right now. Nothing That's insane, good. but we're also riding, you know, the worst drop in S and P five hundred history or the last twenty years or something like that as of Friday. So. It's funny how you mentioned, um, you know, if your IRA is getting whacked, here's some more bad news for you. I think people need to start considering alternative assets like these Pokemon guys you've got, you've got lined up for us. You got to tell me about that, dude. Hey, all right, dude. Well, uh, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, with the, with the uh, quantitative easing and money just flying around, uh, we've seen the crazy rise in things like uh, obviously crypto, but uh, NFTs, uh, which I still don't get. I guess it's kind of like a, I mean, the best, I don't know, the best uh, out, uh, analogy I had is kind of like an online baseball card. You know, you own the rights to it. It's online artwork. I don't know, dude, why you can't just freaking 
copy and paste it and then you have it too. But, uh, I guess that's why I'm a dumb broke poor and you're, uh, you're sitting where you're at. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so this has given rise to all this crazy stuff, including, including uh, a huge uh, boost in Pokemon trading. So recently, a Pokemon fraudster was sentenced to three years in prison over a $57,000 uh, Pokemon Ch- Charizard card that, he, uh, that was fraudulent. He, had, oh my he made the card. He sold it to someone for $57,000. They found out, and uh, now he went to jail. How how long ago was this? Uh, this was three months ago. God, dude, is is that much different than half the NFT showing that's going on? I I, I don't think so, man. Really, truly, um, I I really think this is uh, you know this is another uh, you know. Uh, uh, Danish uh, tulip bulb. Uh, is, it, is it the Danes? I don't know. Netherlands, right? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what you were referencing. I was like, yeah, dude. This is an indicator of, of the peak. Yes, the tulips. The tulips in Holland were the... The Danish are the people. Holland was the country. Tulips were the enemy. That was... That's the issue you're trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. There you go, dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as tr- did you ever get into Pokemon cards as a kid? I was a kid who, uh, wasn't buying them and I didn't ask my mom for them. So I was a kid on the, on the playgrounds who would come over and like bother you until you gave me an energy card. I was like, Hey, can I get one of those, can I get one of those Pokemon cards and I can play with you? And some kid would end up giving me like a little, a little water or electricity or whatever. I was that guy. I must've had like. 40 different squirtles or one of the, like the dig dug, like the really crappy rock Pokemon. I had a bunch of those. Cause they're like what I could get people to give me. I was that guy. Yeah. You, uh, didn't, have, you didn't like drink chocolate milk for like three months, just giving them away every day for whatever, whatever little Pokemon card you could scrounge up. I remember giving away, <laughs> you're right about the chocolate milk. And I remember giving away my mom's um, cookies. I'd always have cookies at snack time. And I like gave those away for like, um, I want to say one of the, like Bulbasaur or something, but. <laughs> dude, Bulbasaur is the freaking shittiest. He's a plant, dude. It's not a Bulbasaur. Uh, Do you have any cards or baseball cards that like, you know, you could look back and now you've got like a $50 hologram or something. Yeah, dude. I, I, last time I was home, I went, I went back and cleared out this storage unit that had like, you know, five things in it that were, you know, it was like a table, a chair, no one sat in for like 10 years and an old thing of cards. And my parents have been paying a hundred dollars a month for the storage unit for like three years. The value of the things in it are like less than a hundred dollars. So you do the math there, but I guess that's, uh, you know, why you should own storage units. But um, anyways, yeah, I had a uh, set of uh, base, you know, this big binder of old baseball cards and football cards. Um, yeah. You know, I got a bunch. I, you know, I never. So here's my deal, dude. I never got into Pokemon <clears throat> other than the fact that it was kind of like like a currency on the school ground. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, I don't know. I I was like sixth grade, I guess, fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade when Pokemon was like 
just taking America by storm. So, you know, do you know how schools are kind of like black markets? So like I had a, you know, and Pokemon was like the currency. So like, you know, if you wanted to go to Johnny's, you know, if you, Johnny was like this kid that always wore like a giant red sweatshirt and his home life was kind of messed up, you know? So like he would have, he'd have some like, uh, some, you know, nude magazines that he'd bring to school and show you. And so if you wanted to see some of that stuff, you either had to like, you know, give them, give them some quarters. Or if you had Pokemon cards, he would exchange those for some, uh, a look at some of his pornos in the bathroom. I forgot you had that, uh, raw Los Angeles upbringing that I just completely missed out in the Midwest. You've got some good stories that, um, I'm sure we'll float up to the surface throughout this journey. Um, I completely forgot about Johnny and his magazines. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear something super fucked up? My yeah. mom was a PE teacher at my school. She was never my PE teacher. But anyways, okay. you know, she, so one time she confiscated a bunch of um, – she confiscated a bunch of uh, Pokemon cards from the kids because they are playing them like when they're supposed to be playing basketball or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways – I had her keys at home, you know, she had her keys at home. So like we would walk to school or, you know, it was close enough. So we, we could all walk. So like one day I took her keys and then I went into her office when no one was there. And I, I went into her desk and took all these Pokemon cards that she had confiscated from other kids, dude. Oh shit. (laughs) That's how you got Pokemon rich. Yeah. There's some holographs in there, dude. You know what I'm saying? So I did a couple of winters ago, I was back home in Wisconsin and I did find, um, a card collecting binder that was, it was full of like a hundred, a couple hundred Pokemon cards. And I have no idea. And I don't know where those came from. There must've been a little more to it than I remember, but the last couple pages were all holograms. So I took the time to look it all up on eBay. It was like Christmas break or whatever. And I started looking them up on eBay, and a couple of them were about 30 bucks or so, supposedly, right? Who knows what I'd actually get in mint condition and all that. But uh, I'm just going to let those marinate on the back shelf for another two decades and see, you know, what comes to be. But I do have, speaking of cards, and I think this is timely, man, because just with the amount of money being pumped into the system in the last two years, all asset classes have gone up including collectibles and including cards, right? I mean, it's been pretty astronomical, but I've got uh, thousands and thousands, like 10,000 plus baseball cards in a bottom drawer in my in my old bedroom back home, right? And I had gone to um, the Milwaukee Brewers back in like 2002 or something. The Brewers hosted, um, what is that? Not the World Series, um, but that week, like the home run derby, you know? And yeah. Yeah, they had hosted that. And I went to that at the New Miller Stadium. And they were just, they were just tops. And all these companies were just giving out just baskets of, of uh, baseball cards. So I'm just letting those sit in the bottom drawer untouched, you know, until I'm an old man. And then hopefully I've got some, like, rare Barry Bonds card buried in there or whatever. But we'll see how that works out for me in comparison to my, you know, 401k returns or whatever. Yeah. They're like the original NFTs, baseball cards, football cards, and, uh, uh, Pokemon cards. Dude, I want to bring this up. Speaking of NFTs, we were having a conversation, uh, with my buddy Ian last night and I forget, 
how this fit into the conversation, but we we're saying, would it be legal? Would the U.S. Treasury have an issue if you're NFTing dollar bills? Because in a way, a dollar bill is a perfect thing. It's already serialized. The bill is serialized. Your image would be serialized and you would know that, yeah, it's a picture of a dollar bill, but every single one would be different. And then it would just be like, I think it's just such a dumb enough idea to actually NFT the United States' official currency, but the fact that each bill is, you know, uh, can be differentiated from all the other bills because of the serial number on it makes it even more of a collector's item. I think the idea is so stupid that you could probably sell dollar bill NFTs for $2 a pop and people would start buying them. Like, I think the concept would just completely go crazy and you just go viral off of doing that. I was like, dude, I bet. I'm I'm pretty damn sure we could find a thousand dollar bills. Just, you know, it'd be just a picture of the bill and you'd still see like my fingers on the side of it. Right. It wouldn't be perfectly scanned or anything. It'd just be a complete joke, but it would be, (laughs) I think rewind, like rewind like six months to the heyday of NFTs. Forget about what's going on right now. Cause obviously stuff's getting crushed. But if you rewound to last year, I think that would catch, that would catch fire. Dude, I, I, I definitely think that's like one of the dumber, one of the like dumbest smart things I've ever heard. It would be, it would be like, I mean, NFT is non is non fungible currency. It would be non fungible, fungible currency. Yeah, because each one would have a different serial number. I'm pretty sure this would go crazy on Open Seas. This is my dollar bill. There are many like it, but this one is mine. The one like cool thing I would do, right? Like add a little pizzazz is to maybe put like a color filter over every dollar bill. So you'd have like a purple color filter or a blue filter and it would be just absolutely random, but you could make a lot of blues, a lot of reds, a lot of greens, and then like pink pink would just be a rare color so it would add like rarity to the whole situation and if you had people buying like nft dollar bills for like 50 bucks a pop because it was filtered pink like that would just be i travis i think this should be our side project like to go along with the stuff we're doing right right there wait how about this one going back to the old school middle school days getting a dollar bill for the cafeteria at lunch do you remember you had the g-dub you know, on the $1, you could fold it and just get rid of his face. And it just, it looked like either a mushroom or it looked like a dick with like a very skinny shaft and a huge head. You could turn one of those into a NFT as well. The folded one, dude. Dude, it was so much dollar origami that I've forgotten about. You know what I'm talking about. What about eggs? Could you get a carton of eggs and, and just cryptize or nft all those then you kind of like own a fraction of the car like i think you could get really ridiculous with this i think so and i think this uh next guy's story we're about to talk about is gonna have to do something with these eggs uh because uh this is after you know a very long search on the interwebs i found this uh hilarious well not intentionally hilarious but uh, a hilarious story of this guy who was trading egg futures while doing drugs. And uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just get, I'll just read it. <laughs> yeah. I would read, I would read this one out. This is worthwhile content right here. Okay. So uh, the title is, can I refuse delivery on 50 tons of egg futures? 
and uh, getting into the meat of it. So this guy goes, so I went a bit overboard with uh, egg contracts, fresh and egg futures. Brad, real quick, for the morons out there who doesn't know what a, who don't know what a uh, futures contract is, give a, the quick 10-second layman's spiel. It's like buying a, a ticket that says you, you now have the right to purchase something else besides the ticket. That ticket gives you the right to purchase a commodity, in this case, eggs. Uh, options is the other typical term or asset out there. You can buy the option, and I like that name better because it's right in the name, but you can buy the option to purchase an underlying stock without purchasing the stock, right? So for a small fee today, you can have the option to purchase something tomorrow. Right. And these are typically, you know, bought and sold by either a producers or uh, buyers of eggs who like actually produce eggs or take physical delivery of eggs because it helps them do long, long term planning for like, you know, their business model and whatnot. But also, you know, a lot of other people have gotten into futures contract trading who are just speculators on price. And these type of people, they get in, they buy it at a certain price or sell it at a certain price. And then, you know, as the underlying uh, commodity, in this case, eggs, you know, moves around or whatever, say bird flu wipes out the wipes out eggs, the price will change. And then these guys can either, you know, get out of their position and make a profit. Anyways, that's yeah, what this yeah, guy exactly. was trying to do. But he goes, I took a bunch of drugs and my friend had a bird. And I don't know why it made me think of a bird flu strain coming this year. So I got a shit ton of contracts. Turns out I hit the lottery as farmers across the nation massacred their chicken stocks because of bird flu. I got, uh, I got in at about thirty-seven fifty a contract and cashed out at 4400 Apparently, I did not get all of my contracts out. And now I have people contacting me saying I need to take physical delivery of 10 contracts. One egg futures contract is five metric tons of eggs. <laughs> so we're talking 50 tons of eggs here. Uh, I live in an apartment. I cannot take delivery of 50 tons of eggs. What do I do? I made a killing so I could hire whoever I need to, t to make this go away. But uh, can someone please help me out? I do not want to take physical delivery of 50 tons of eggs. Would it be illegal for me to uh, list delivery address as the nearest Federal Reserve building? For reference slash perspective, there are approximately there are between approximately 1,174 and 2,381 dozen eggs in a single ton. Okay, so that's in a single ton. Each contract is five metric tons. So whatever five times, you know, we're talking we're talking ten over ten thousand dozen eggs. I can't even picture that volume. Like I don't know what that would look like at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, do you need a full store just to like say like store all that? I don't know. It's for me. It's like that same same deal where like they ask like how many how many ping pong balls could you fit in a boeing 747 i don't know you know you could that's like a it's it, like ten thousand dozen eggs might as well be like a you know a, a zillion eggs right yeah, uh yeah anyways he goes on to say this puts me at approximately seven hundred and twenty thousand one point two million eggs 
I'm really stressing out over the logistics of how the fuck I'd ship out this amount of eggs to shelters. It would have to be to so many shelters. Edit. Those of you DMing me slash commenting, offering to buy my eggs, there's 0% chance I'm doing business with anyone autistic enough to use this sub. This is from Wall Street Bets. Somehow, uh, we must find a way uh, to get rid of these eggs. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> the, the top comment with 10,000 likes. That'll teach you to not put all your eggs in one basket. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. That's pretty good. I can't even picture that, man. And and it's an interesting point, too, about you know futures, options that are derivative, that have a, a purposeful use. But the market just finds a way to completely, completely skewer what the appropriate use of those contracts was supposed to be. I mean, I guess appropriate probably isn't the right term, but it's um, it's over 90 percent. I believe it's over 90 percent of the options contracts um, that are a part of uh, the entire New York Stock Exchange and a part of the underlying derivatives exchange over 90% of those contracts are never executed. And it's not just like large companies hedging the oil price. It's just guys getting on there and trading the derivatives themselves. Right. And I don't know, like I've, I've written options contracts for people. Right. So I'm the creator of the contract and it's not like I have any oil for them to buy from me. (laughs) It's, it's just the weirdest. It's like, we're just staking the value of these things to these assets with the theoretical concept that eventually could land in the hands of some farmer who actually needs to, you know, hedge his egg price for the season. Thanks to fricking bird flu. It's pretty wild. It is wild. I don't know what this freaking needs to do. That's a lot of omelets. <laughs> we had chickens <laughs> in our backyard for a while, man. Two chickens created more eggs than I could eat every week. I mean, we're making a lot of omelets. I was finding excuses to do omelets for Pam. Like, it was a lot. How many eggs were you guys eating a day? I I seriously, I still have, like, four empty egg cartons that are stashed away for when we get more chickens. My dog, unfortunately, ate one of the chickens, um, which was surprising considering he's all of, like, 28 pounds. And then uh, the other chicken we sent away to a farm, but we um, we still have a bunch of cartons. But seriously, man, it was about two eggs a day, and then I'd usually cook omelets on the weekends and try to get rid of as many eggs as possible. I'd get like a little egg hangover by like ten thirty in the morning. It's pretty gross. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, he fit. He like he physically can't take them like i don't i don't even know if you could fit 1.2 million eggs in like a four-story apartment building yeah i i actually just did a quick it's like all right travis you have the total quantity of eggs there 1.2 million 1.2 million eggs yeah all right so really quick rough math let's see how this goes 1.2 million eggs individual eggs Divide that by a dozen, so that's a carton of eggs. That's 100,000 cartons of eggs, okay? Let's assume a carton is a foot long. It's close. It's got to be about 10 or 12 inches, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so if it's about 10 inches and we've got, you know, well, let's just round. We'll call it one foot long. We've got 100,000 of them. 
No, that's 18 miles, 18.9 miles end to end of this <laughs> egg cartons laid out. That's insanity. Uh, I, that would take me a week know, to get, get from the start to the end. It's absurd. Uh, any predictions on uh, on where we're headed next? With what? With this the market. Topic. Oh, the no, market. No, no. Mm. So, I mean, I think we're going to have a a testing year, like in the context of we're back to basically the 10 year average on the S and P and the NASDAQ. So we're back to reverting to the mean. And it's kind of a question of how far below the mean we're going to blow. And I don't think, I think we'll hang out roughly where we are for a while, a couple months, unless there's a pain, unless there's real damage that comes from, you know, an unforeseen tightening of credit. I think the real, threat right now to to companies that are in kind of startup mode or early stage mode is capital raising because there's just a lot of people that um, are unsure, right? They're as unsure as I am right now in this conversation about what's going to happen in the near future. Let's call that sub two years. But they do know that inflation is completely out of control. So they're trying to find value somewhere. They want to find assets that make sense because they're just losing money sitting sitting in cash or sitting in these tech stocks that are getting destroyed. So I think, um, I don't know, there's a there's a chance that one or two companies eat it a little bit and it creates even more turmoil in the market. But I think just the fact that we're fragile right now, and just the fact that we aren't on our constant uphill run-up that we've had for the last 10 years, that in and of itself makes little things, not little things, but non-market-based things like a skirmish in Ukraine or, and God forbid, another thing like that popping up to a large scale. like That just makes everything very sensitive right now. So it's going to be hard to get upward momentum. I think we're, we're in the doldrums to stay for a while between inflation, fragility of the market, and kind of a lack of opportunity thanks to rates going up. Greater cost of capital, capital is going to slow down our, uh, our growth momentum. So... It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll find a good few good clips and uh, and Reddit posts to encapsulate some of some of those thoughts in the near future. But Buddha, what do you think? Uh, what do you think people can expect from a podcast like this? What do you think we'll end up talking about here? You know, I think we're just going to give our like raw, you know, average type of Joe. Uh, uh, input on, on current events and what's going on. Um, I always like to kind of scour the internet for like, uh, you know, the second and third order effects effect indicators of, uh, of like, you know, the market being down. And I just found this one on Reddit or sorry, on, a, on, uh, uh, Twitter and it's from a Twitter handle, uh, this chicks in sexy lingerie. Her name is Reverse Cowgirl 69. And um, she says, the strip club is sadly a leading indicator. And I could promise y'all, we are in a recession. Last, laugh my ass off. <laughs> and then she commented on her own post and said, me, me getting stock alerts just to decide whether it's worth going into work. And uh, so I, I guess she's a stripper and the money's not flowing like it used to. What's that? Uh, you've got her Twitter account there. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but it says that her name is reverse cowgirl 69. 
all one word. Shout out to Reverse Cowgirl sixty nine. Uh, hope you can find some some more support in these tumultuous markets. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough out there for everybody. Oh my god, Buddha. Yo, you want to play us out, man? What else you got going on this week financially? What financially based concepts are you working on? Uh, I'm probably just going to like not open up my brokerage account and look at it this week and just, you know, just forget that it exists for a week. Cause that's, that's kind of where I'm at, buddy. If you just delete your brokerage account app, it, it goes away, right? Yeah. The account exists, but yeah, just take the app off your phone. I've got way too many friends who are just like smashing that app. You know, they're opening it every five minutes, seeing what's going on. Like, dude, It'll drive you crazy. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. Yeah. It's not good for the mental health. But I think that's going to be all for me on this one, man. My mom's calling. She's got more cookies ready. So, <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, it was good uh, chatting with you. And uh, to our listeners, we'll catch you guys next week. See you, dude. Bye.